podcast you're here with me emma and me gabby thanks hello, for tuning hello. in <laughs> name it one episode we don't talk over each other for that part after never <laughs> every episode it's either we talk over each other it's just like silent yeah and then one because of us goes, the other uh, one doesn't want to do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah. well that's unfortunate but it's fine you yeah know what to expect it is what it is mm-hmm. um what have what have you been up to this week gabby Nothing really. I mean, I was just saying to Emma before, like when we were trying to think of what to talk about today, that I just feel like my life is pretty level lately. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, and I don't mean that as like, uh, it's boring. Like I'm yeah. happy. Generally speaking, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. So it's just kind of like the same though. Yeah. You know? You're in like a nice routine. No one likes to hear about happy people. It's true. So I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Good thing I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not no. saying that like, well, you never let us talk about your sad stuff. It's true. I only it's talk like about it months later. later. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> basically we have nothing to talk about because Emma's sad and I'm happy and it's we're not allowed true. to talk about either of those things. So. It's so true. Yeah. So we don't have anything crazy exciting to tell you guys. Something that's been sad for me, though, is that my skin is, like, really breaking out a lot. It's actually Um, rude. Like, it's disrespectful. I don't know, guys. Like, let me talk very quickly about skincare, Mm -hmm. which we don't actually talk about that much here. For how much we talk about it in our day-to-day life. Yeah, we did, like, one episode about skincare. That was, like, years ago. ago. And, um, yeah, so, I don't know, quick digression. But basically, like, I've always had really oily skin and acne for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. I'm trying to remember now. I wish I had more clear, like, skin pictures. Yeah. Actually, guys, this is something that I feel like I want to start doing, and I would recommend that you do, too, if you struggle with your skin, like, not just acne, but other things. Yeah. Like, taking, like, almost, like, quarterly pictures of your skin. Yeah. Like, because, flash pictures of all the different yeah, angles. Yeah. Like, in history when I've done that it's so helpful to go back and reference like wait what Mm -hmm. was going on with my skin because I look back to high school and I'm like I don't think I used to have this problematic of skin yeah I knew that I had acne like Mm -hmm. every now and then but I don't think I struggled with like crazy I didn't feel like I had to wear like cake face makeup every day whereas I've had like times on and off in my adult life like the worst acne I've ever had yeah and basically I'm a I have a little bit of a conspiracy and this has to do with TikTok. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm on like, I have a lot of dermatology TikTok and I get like both ends of the spectrum. Like here's a hundred products that you have to use every day. And then I saw this one the other day that was literally like use unscented Dove soap and CeraVe moisturizer. And this is the only thing that cleared my acne. And people talking about, it was on that video Mm -hmm. where people were like, skincare is a fraud. Like, we're just told that we need to use all these things on it our like face. It makes your skin like, worse and then better and yeah, then worse and then better. Yeah, and I was saying to Emma, I was like, dude, I'm just so exhausted with my skin because I have been using like facial cleansers since I was in the seventh grade. Yeah. Which is honestly when I started to get acne because of puberty, obviously, yeah. and everything. And my mom was like, oh, you're getting older. You need to like use Wash skincare. your face and yeah. But I'm like, I genuinely don't know like what is just my skin and what is products because I've been using products for my whole adult life. It's like the same as when you're on like birth control from a young age and you're like, what is my personality without it? And what is my period? And what is like my hormonal cycle? Like you don't really know. So I never know. Is it like I have theories like that I have hormonal acne, that I have acne induced by dairy consumption Mm -hmm. and that acne is caused by my reactions to certain products. But it's so hard to isolate because, I mean, you probably have to experiment for like a whole year Mm -hmm. of like, okay, if I'm guaranteed I'm not eating any dairy and like super artificial and then sugar I'll for that year. keep using my products for and this then, time. And then I'll like alternate the products. Mm-hmm. So basically where I'm at now is I had good skin. I would say decent skin, the best skin that I've had in my adult life for about a year. Mm-hmm. And that was from like September 2019 to September 2020. And I was literally just using this kind of jokes though. Like the, <laughs> the lady that I work for or like well, she's a I assist her. Yeah. Um, she sells Rodan and Fields. And if you're from the States, you probably know what Rodan and Fields is. But 
in Canada, it's less common. It's basically like an MLM yeah. cosmetics company. But let me tell you guys, like <laughs> it's some of their products good. work really well. And I wouldn't have even started using them if she hadn't have just gifted them to me. Yeah. And so um, I'll just say I use their eyelash growth serum your and it, eyelashes it is are literally so magic long it's oh not legal in canada it's only legal in the state so <laughs> i don't know what's in it it's probably like some, some like chemicals. crazy growth hormone but, but like your eyelashes you know, in the last couple of years beautiful, they're so. beautiful it looks like you're wearing fake eyelashes all the time now yeah like i have nice eyelashes and it's not my own personal like it's know, like you already had good eyelashes fake. but now they're like really good yeah and um anyway and then i also use their like acne skincare routine so i started using this yeah. in june of 2019 mm-hmm. and at that time i had terrible skin guys like my skin was oh, yeah. basically how it is now yeah. like so broken out like all areas of my face like my whole face yeah and i was using the ordinary at the time yeah and it was the first time that i had started using my whole skincare routine was the ordinary yeah and i was using the niacinamide and the glycolic acid solution and um like the squalene moisturizer yeah and I stopped using it because I was like you know what I'm just gonna try this other thing like Mm -hmm. whatever I'm not really having luck with this I don't know if it's the products or if it's like my own lifestyle so so I stopped using it I started using the Rodan and Fields products and then by the end of the summer and mid-August late September which was about three months after using them, which is what they say, like give your, yeah. give your skin time to catch up and like uh, get used to the product. Yeah. My skin was flawless. Like yeah, the most really beautiful skin. my skin has ever been in my life. Yeah. Bear in mind, I still have like scarring and a lot of discoloration, but like no active breakouts. Yeah. I had also cut out dairy at that time. Yeah. So I didn't really know like, is it dairy? Is oh, like and we were products? like hardcore no dairy, right? Yeah. I did like a no dairy challenge yeah. and no sugar. Oh, I did, you no, did dairy, no, sugar. no sugar. I did it for, for like a three week. <laughs> and honestly, that was the best my skin has ever been. Yeah. So I should probably just live Shocker. my life like that. It's healthier anyway. But also these products. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever, this is this is it. I'm just going to use this. Fine. And I was also using the Aztec. Oh, clay. that Aztec clay is face mask? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. Something like that. I miss it. I almost ran out. It's and so really I've just good. been like leaving it. Yeah. It's really good. That green face mask. I think everyone knows about it. Yeah. So anyway, that's like what I was doing for the last year. Then I started using the, the Ordinary again mm-hmm. like a month and a half ago. A month to a month and a half. I can't really remember. About that time ago when... I was just like seeing it on TikTok all over again. And I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, the ordinary is so good because I still use their um, moisturizer and their foundation. So Mm -hmm. some of their products work for me. But literally my skin now is like 10 times as bad. So your skin hates it. I was having like some breakouts because of dairy, I think. Yeah. And also working out in like masks and like just like sweat buildup. I definitely think gives me breakouts. Anyway. But the ordinary, I think my skin Made it hates worse. the ordinary. That's so interesting because I think that my skin loves the ordinary. I just switched back to using all the ordinary products because I had like ran out of a few. And so I was using other yeah. things. And I feel like my skin has been so much better lately. And my acne scarring has been going away. Like, yeah, I, I guess mean, it just depends. On I don't know. Face. I don't know what it is. And last night I was just like feeling really sad because yeah. I was looking at pictures of my skin and I was like, oh my God. Like It was crazy how different those pictures yeah, were. Yeah, no, guys, like literally, it, it, it's, it's night, like and, night day. and day. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was, sorry, I lost my train of thought. You were in but, your feels. Yeah, I was in my feels and I was watching TikToks and someone was like, y'all need to stop worrying about like scents and like comedogenic and like obviously mm-hmm. those things are important. But he's like, start focusing on the overuse of active ingredients mm. and the irritation that you're causing from that and then I was like oh shit like I use like everything I use as an acne product yeah and it's not like I I've done a lot of reading like my own research about okay don't mix these products together yeah. don't use this and technically everything that I'm using it's like fine to use but together. it's just a lot but yeah he was, and so after he said this I was reading about like active ingredient irritation mm-hmm. and how it can literally cause you to have, have breakouts. breakouts and I think that that's what's happening because yeah it's been so long now that I don't think it's purging and the the way that it's happening on my face I don't think it's purging yeah and I think it's just like my skin doesn't like it 
and I'll back this up by the fact that when I was using the ordinary before Mm -hmm. I used it for about four months in total. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's way past purging time and my skin never got better. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, I need to like move on from this and just like literally do the bare minimum. I think is what I need to do. I'm excited to see if it works. Imagine that'd be so working annoying if you find out that literally just doing nothing is the way to make your skin yeah I mean, nice you'll save money but annoying I don't know like skin is such a mystery eh? like it changes too so many all people I think they just don't know what works for them and they'll go to dermatologist and the dermatologist is like do this and then that doesn't work and like nothing works until yeah. one day they're randomly just like well and this random thing worked I feel okay. like that's what we've learned lately is that like no one knows anything <laughs> That's what it seems like, though. Like, people are just just guessing. Like, they may make an educated guess. But it's just a fucking guess. Yeah. Yeah, But, like, especially with acne, you don't Mm -hmm. really know, like, what is causing it. You can't, like, test the acne. Yeah. You can't, like, do an allergy test. That would be so nice if they invented that. Yeah. Wow. Well, that'd be sick. Okay. Well, that was a a big digression, but I'm glad we did it. That's really where my mind has been lately. You have been really on, like, the skin train. Yeah, because I'm upset about it. Yeah. Like, it sucks. I don't want to, like, feel that I have to cake on makeup every day. Honestly, having bad skin just, like, messes with your brain. The rest of everything else isn't as nice. Like, yeah. you feel just gross. Because you're like, ew, like, why is this happening? Like, I thought it was doing well. Yeah. And now this is a physical manifestation of how I'm messing up. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh, my God, that's so accurate. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Yeah, what a time. Your skin looks nice right now. Thank you. Yeah, I've been having decent skin lately knock on wood but that's good i'm uh, enjoying <laughs> it <laughs> uh, yeah well, well i don't know do you have any life updates basically i feel like my whole life revolves around just school money and dating i feel like those three things pretty much just carry my entire life and so Isn't I'm that like everyone. I know in it's the literally world? everyone in the world, but I feel like that's literally all I ever have to talk about. I'm like life, business, romance. It's like. the end of the semester. <laughs> I feel poor lately and it's just annoying and it happens every semester and especially because I'm unemployed this semester and like I know that I planned for this, but yeah. I still just hate feeling poor. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I'm poor right now. So that's been on my mind. Mm. And then dating I'm always I'm always somewhere in limbo in dating I feel like I never am in a relationship but I'm also never like fully single not looking yeah I'm always just like floating in the scary world of dating limbo (laughs) yeah well I mean the uh theme of today's episode we haven't even said but it's Mm -hmm. it's a friendship episode yes and focusing specifically on how friendships change and evolve and and, evolve and whatnot yeah um i've known you for a long time now yeah known each other for yeah for a while yeah yeah and you definitely always say you're gonna be single but (laughs) i've never known you to be single i know and it's funny because i identify myself as like a single person i think but I'm always, I'm always in a thing with someone. I'm always talking to someone. Like even right now I say that I'm single, but I'm like simping over someone who I just started talking to. Like, yeah, no, it's chaos. Yeah. It's it's chaos. (laughs) And I think I've just kind of accepted it that I'm probably just never going to be fully single and I just need to be half single in the healthiest way possible. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much all that's been on my mind lately mm-hmm. uh if i've seen you on tinder hi hello <laughs> hey welcome maybe don't listen maybe don't listen yeah that's definitely a, like a lesson yes i that we've learned and to be learned by your future partners yeah so it's, it seems like a good idea but it's not but it's probably not so just i feel wait. like i learned that because always like every time we date someone new we tell them like please don't like watch our content don't like listen to our podcast don't whatever mm-hmm. and we're just like because like we want to get to know each other and mm-hmm. that's that and uh i feel like for the first time ever like it was flipped because i dated someone who had a lot of content yeah. online they had a lot of videos yeah. they had a lot of content of them in general and it was very hard to resist the temptation and i did watch some things that i was told not to watch and i did listen to some things and i didn't listen to everything i didn't watch everything but it was hard and so i can empathize for people more but yeah. still 
please don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just call me. We can just chat. <laughs> just ask. <laughs> yeah. But um, on that note, why don't we uh, dive in today? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Segment one. Take it back now, y'all. Uh-huh. Um, we wanted to talk about friendships that have died in the past. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean I that was a like harsh the, way of the saying theme it. Theme of the episode, no, or of kind the of segment. this segment, yeah. Because we're well, we're just talking about friendships, but not like, oh, how do you have friends? Like how they change over time. Yeah, loosely based off of the that dumb saying, like a reason, a season, or a lifetime. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, while we were writing this episode that makes sense. plan. Because it's like, what has your history been? Like, not just that what have died, but like, do you often have friendships that like yeah. fade out or, or you have like friendships for a long time? Like more so just what's the history? That's true. What's your friendship history like? Yeah. I think the reason why we want to do this for the first segment too is because we have very different experiences historically yeah. with friendship transitions. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Um... Well, I would say that I don't have many friendships that have died. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this because it's not like I have like a ton of friends right now. Yeah. But I think more so a lot of my friendships kind of like if we were very close at a period of time, usually that kind of like withstands the test of time mm -hmm. in terms of like well we're still on good terms we you kind of just fade in yeah, and out we of like, closeness we catch up every now and then and usually it's just something natural like not something didn't happen that yeah. like caused us to not be very close but it's just like oh like Life. we moved or we did whatever and yeah you know graduated high school so on yeah um so yeah I don't really have many people where I'm like oh I don't speak to them you know? Yeah. Or like we, it would be weird if we spoke. Yeah. Um, I think that I do have some people that I had fleeting moments of best friendship with. Mm -hmm. And by that, I just mean we were friends in high school or middle school or something. And there was a brief period of time that we were like best, best friends. Yeah. But that faded very quickly. Like it was yeah. like circumstantial. You're, you're like, oh, I had this one class with this girl. And for that semester, we were like best friends. And then we didn't have a class. And, and we then we talked. just like never ended yeah. up friends again. Um, yeah. So I do definitely have things like that. I think everyone does. Yeah. But more so I'm talking about like best friends that I had over a period of years. Yeah. Where like. You didn't have many like big falling outs that were to the point where you don't see them anymore. Yeah, and I did have, like, one falling out in high school, mm -hmm. but we weren't friends for maybe, like, four months. We had, we had like, a, a falling out, a, a pre-fade out to that, yeah. like, kind of, we were kind of going our separate ways, and it got kind of volatile at one point, mm -hmm. and then we weren't friends for a little while, and then eventually we kind of, like, got over it, and we're like, mm -hmm. okay, you know, we were... There, we were close for a reason. We yeah. can kind of like set aside our differences and work on this. Yeah. And then, yeah, we were very close for the remainder of high school then. And uh, we're still good friends to this day. We're not like best friends anymore. Yeah. But definitely still close. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only like real friendship falling out I would say that I've had. Yeah. So that's so crazy know. to me. That's just like such a foreign concept. Yeah. I like, I mean, yeah. definitely I have. Honestly, uh, something that I would say is this is from my my point of view. <laughs> I don't know how other people look at things. Like, That's true. That's interesting. Because I have friends from, from high school and from early university that we don't really talk anymore. Yeah. Personally, you like, like I wouldn't oh, feel awkward. Like, yeah, like it just seemed natural. We just, we weren't like, mm -hmm. um, like my roommate from first year, for example. We were pretty good friends when we lived together. But, but it was like a circumstantial yeah, friendship. Like we like, were friends because we lived together. Yeah. And afterward, I, you know, we moved out and we we weren't really connected in any other way. Yeah. And we kept in touch for a little bit, but we're not friends anymore. And for you, that's normal. But maybe for her, she's like, feels yeah. differently. Well, and you yeah, don't know. I don't know. I guess yeah. Yeah, I, there's definitely a possibility that she's like, oh, like, yeah, Gabby and I have like tea or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's but, true. Um, I don't really think about that stuff because yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think it's fine. <laughs> it seems fine to me. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that's my point. Wow. 
Well, I feel like I have had a lot of friendships die in flames. Mm. Um, I feel like most of flames. most of my friendships, and actually upon reflection, maybe not most, but I've had a lot of best friends for those short periods of time yeah. too, where I've like been best friends with them for like a year. And then it's been more of a dramatic ending. And upon uh. reflection, I think, I mean, I made like a lot of TikToks about it, but I think a lot of them were honestly because I like treated them as my significant other. And then yeah. they would get a boyfriend or they would start hanging out with another girl more. And like, for me, the word best friend, I think always meant something different. Like it was so important to me for someone to call me their best friend. And I was so offended when they called someone else their best friend. Yeah. And I never wanted to have more than one best friend. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like because of that, I was just like so sensitive. And so I had like such high expectations yeah. for friendships that were unrealistic. Yeah. So that's honestly like you from that side is why I say this is like a may, might be a one-sided yeah, thing for me. Because I'm sure people don't think that we had a falling out. Yeah, like yeah. There, there might be someone on the other end of that that's like, that's literally not a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because that's that's how I usually like, I mean, it's harder when you're an adult because you don't, you're not necessarily surrounded by your friends, other friends. Yeah. When you, you kind of just hang out one-on-one. Yeah. Unless you're part of a big friend group. But definitely like in high school and university, I'm just like, I don't know. I just hang out with who I want to hang out with. Yeah. Your you perception of people is so different because you don't have to be around people you don't want to be in. Yeah. No. Well, oh, well, my point was that like, um, it's more apparent when you're younger and you're around those, like you would see your friend oh, hanging yeah. out with someone else at That's recess true. or That's something, true. you know, there's um, not really room for, to breed jealousy and things like that. Yeah, because it's like a little bit less like personal because you're like, oh, they're not, they're choosing them over me at lunch or something. There's more circumstantial friendships that are like isolated. Like you have more different things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I was thinking about it and I think, um, especially lately because I've been thinking about kind of Vancouver and potentially moving there in like a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been reconnecting with a lot of people who I was friends with in high school who I did feel like maybe we had like kind of falling outs, but it mostly mm-hmm. did just fade out. Like, I think there was like some tea, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's been three or four people now who live there and they've been like, oh my God, yeah, if you move here, I'll like show you around the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, we should grab drinks. And I think for me, that was very reassuring that I was like, okay, maybe not. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's also me. just like maturity. Like yeah. maybe when you're in high school, you're like, yeah, like fuck this girl. They suck. But yeah. then you kind of grow up and you're like, oh, like maybe they're thinking like oh this thing that I thought that Emma did that was really shady it's actually not a big deal like, that's exactly know? what it feels like I think I always assume that people are going to be the same as they were in high school yeah and I'm so busy trying to convince them that I'm different I forget to acknowledge the fact that they're different too yeah yeah definitely yeah. um oh but one another thing I wanted to say about friendships for me is I feel like my approach to friendship was maybe different mm. where I felt like I wanted to have friends who were like an outward expression of like who I felt like I was at that time or who I wanted to be. Mm. And so I feel like I would, for that reason, grow in and out of friendships a lot because you just change so much when you're younger. Yeah. And I didn't want to be friends with people who didn't represent that. And so if I was really into like fashion, I wanted to be friends with like cool, stylish people who cared about fashion. And then yeah, I was like, oh, I don't care about that anymore. I care about like movies and the stuff, photography. And so then I only wanted to be friends with people who cared about movies and yeah. photography. And so I think for that reason, there's a lot of people who I am neutral with, I guess. But because I was just, I noticed that I floated in and out of friend groups that are, most of these friend groups are still intact to this day. And I'm like the one variable in like a lot of them. But I kind of, I liked to live that way. For the most part, it didn't really phase me. I feel like I just, yeah, lived like that. Yeah. But... Oh, and then my last thing I wrote is that I do still stalk a lot of people I used to know, but as the years go by, it's definitely less and less often. Like every six months I'll go on like a binge where I'll like look up old high school and middle school friends and stuff Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, well that's fun. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I'm also really deeply invested in all of your like old high school friends and stuff and like all of the social dynamics. Yeah. I feel like especially when we first moved in together because... We were like bonding over so much stuff. Yeah. I got a lot of tea 
and it was really fun. And like yeah. reading your old diary entries with you from like middle school and then seeing their Instagrams now. I'm yeah. Like, well, like so satisfying. Yeah. I think what was satisfying about that is I had the same friend group from grade six to grade 12. So yeah. all this, the stories were like all the, all same, the people. same people. Yeah. And it was like funny to see how things evolved over time. Yeah. And yeah, you know, honestly, I still really want like a bachelor tell all style sit down, like moderated by Chris Harrison himself or someone oh who, who could moderate it. Maybe like the guidance counselor from my high school or something. Oh my something. God, that would be so Because funny. <gasps> like it's all the same people. There's probably a group of like eight people yeah. that were there for the whole time. And everyone like dated everyone multiple times. Yeah, and there's and, like, so much tea that I just want to know what other people's perception of it was yeah. because at the time, my high school was so tiny and our friend group, like I said, was really tight knit and you couldn't really talk about things out loud because you can't be like, oh, like, hey, like, just what, talking is shit talking. Well, like, you knew that if you said something out loud, everyone was going to know about it. Yeah. So, you, so you can't really be like, hey, like, remember when I said that really stupid thing to so and so? Like, what did he think about that? Yeah. Like, was he like shady about it? Like, whatever. Then you know. he's going to find out and be like, oh, why does she still care? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like you're all of a sudden like the butt of everyone's jokes for like yeah. two weeks and you know, you can't make those kinds of sacrifices. No. Anyway. Oh my God. So that would be such a I fun little like, passion project. I just want to know. I'm like, <gasps> you should your... do it. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. It would be funny, but I feel like people wouldn't be honest still. I don't know. I think it would take a lot. I think it would take like a lot of like breaking people down. Yeah. Recording them a bunch of times, asking the same questions and like doing <laughs> brain games and stuff to get it out of them <laughs> I feel like you'd I would want everyone to like write down a timeline of like what Ooh. what because in my mind there's like such specific markers of high school like yeah. yeah and then when this happened that changed everything and then yeah. that was like the beginning of this phase and then when this happened that was like the next it's phase. so true there's like chapters yeah. of your life and I wonder like what other people's chapters were that's so you know? fun I want you to do it <laughs> so bad that would be so fun uh, oh my god and I want to watch it yeah um that's so I'm obsessed with it yeah okay well that's like our basic context of friendships I think we did another episode about friendships where we maybe kind of gave a brief context to that too yeah I think we've done a few episodes about friendships and whatnot yeah um phase two okay do you think we should do segment two or segment three first oh I don't know consider it for a moment (laughs) Well, I guess, like, segment three, spoiler alert, is, like, how friendships move forward. Maybe it's just a continuation of what we were just talking about. Yeah, So we could right. kind of finish that convo. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but. segment three is um, kind of how f- friendships move forward in time. And ending them is one. But then how have the other friendships evolved besides ending? And I think I only have a few examples, so maybe I'll give mine. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that what I've learned is that I kind of felt like once a friendship wasn't serving me in my life overall, like universally, mm-hmm. it there was no point on having that friendship anymore. And I'd be like, okay, bye. And I like failed to, I kind of felt like people were very like um, replaceable in my life. Yeah. I think that's kind of how I spent like a large part of my life. And I think hmm, that's on trauma, but <laughs> I do like think that that's like what my comfort zone was. And I'm starting to figure out that you can like grow out of a friendship. Like, let's say if you and another person, your thing in common is like a sport and then you're not doing the sport anymore. Yeah. You can still keep up with them and enjoy their company. Yeah. And I think that that's something that seems so simple but I'm sure I'm not the only one for it where that feels very foreign Mm -hmm. and um so I'm trying to work on that and I wrote that I don't really have a problem letting people go um and so right now I'm putting a deeper focus on kind of what's like not worth letting go yeah 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 that makes sense I think I have like two to three I have one friend from middle school two friends from high school and pretty much just you from university. Yeah. That I, I would think like also consider like ride or die. Probably 
as you get older, you kind of realize the value of having friends who have known you over a long period of time. There's something so unique about that. Yeah, because they kind of see you go through all of these things. And obviously there's like, you know, time and just being like, oh, like we've, we have a strong friendship, but also yeah. just someone who's like seen you at different points in your life. Yeah. Because they kind of like obviously have their own biases because of like the time that they knew you in. Yeah. But also they can like call you out on your shit more because when yeah. you meet new people that are specific to that phase of your life, they're like, this is who they they're are. Obviously just going to enable that. They're like, yeah. yeah, well this is what like they're presenting to me as. So this is yeah. who they are. Right. That's Whereas so people true. Who have known you for longer periods of time. It's more like your family members who are yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? That's not like, who you are. Yeah, yeah. Which not that that's always accurate, but sometimes it's nice to have that. I yeah. agree. And I feel like lately I've been starting to really, notice some of my like older friends changing drastically and for the better like I've been watching a lot Mm -hmm. of them grow into themselves and I'm like wait this is so satisfying like I understand why people want to keep friends now like yeah having those like ties to people is really nice yeah 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 and um okay well for me like I said i I've never really taken the like cutting out approach Mm -hmm. to friendships but what I have done is that, oh, I'm going to say something else before I say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Backtrack. Yeah. Um, I kind of operate with this mindset of if they meant something to me at a certain point in time, why take away the chance for them to exist in my life to some degree? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, obviously that's to be taken with a grain of salt if yeah. there's someone that is not serving you and, and only bringing toxicity into your life yeah that's different yeah I'm more so talking about like you know just okay maybe we're not going to be best friends anymore mm-hmm. but what aspects of this relationship can I keep and like move forward with in a different yeah. capacity and I use an example that my mom always says I don't even know if she always, she knows that she always says this but she definitely does I feel like every episode you say something that your mom always says to you and every time I'm like why have I never heard this and why do I need this in my you life you know I think Terry needs a book of Terry quotes Terry <laughs> has wisdom she's she a does. smart lady yeah she does have a smart shout lady. out to Terry today I, I was like her. kind of stressed <laughs> on the phone um because of some work stuff and I just mm-hmm. like didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't know, like this, 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 this. And then she was like, okay, well, first, what are your um, non-negotiables? I think that's what she said. What are your, or no, she's like, what are your boundaries? Identify yeah. your boundaries. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like this is what I don't want to do. And then she was like, okay, what, what's your, what are your wants? I think. Yeah. And she, and I was like, this is what I want. And she's like, okay, so that's what you want. Don't cross your boundaries and do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Like usually that's what you need to, those, those are steps you have to take. And I was yeah. like, ah, yes. Shocking. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I discovered what I want to do anyway. Yeah. So she's a wise lady. Yeah. But what is the next Terry quote? What's the, the next Terry quote Terry of the day? Quote that is, should be a segment. <laughs> the toxicity is in the dosage. And I literally read this as you were typing uh-huh. and I was like, yeah no it's true right it's so smart it's yeah. so wise and you can literally apply this to anything like yeah. I have heard her say this in like it's basically like too much of anything is a bad thing like mm-hmm. that whole kind of concept um but I think in the specific circumstance it applies to friendships well because really like in a way that you do not have in romantic relationships, you generally have control over their involvement in your life and mm-hmm. what they do or do not have access to. Mm-hmm. So if someone is like your best friend per se, and then you're realizing, okay, like this person, they're not supportive. They're not happy for me when I'm winning. They own, they're, yeah. they're jealous. They're whatever. They have a big mouth. They, I can't trust them. Like whatever it is that you're yeah. like reevaluating this friendship for some reason, Usually it's because your dosage of them is too high. You're like giving them too much access to your life. Yeah. And I think that that can be controlled. If that person is like, you know, not going to be a crazy jealous or vindictive of you like limiting their access to your life. Like obviously you have to handle it in a mature way. You can't just be like, sorry, you're not invited to my birthday anymore because you're mean. Like, (laughs) But still um, be my friend. (laughs) I do think you have to have a conversation with them. Like you have to kind of express like, 
you know, our friendship has meant a lot to me over like this amount of time. Yeah. Um, I just think that like X, Y, and Z reason, this is not working for me and this is yeah. how we would like to move forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, also some people aren't receptive to that and you just have to address it how you want to. I've definitely had friends in the past where I have called them out on what was upsetting me and they mm-hmm. just ghosted me for a period of time. And they were like, they were like, sorry, like my bad didn't mean to make you feel that way. Like you very like passive, like, yeah. um, okay. Like this is awkward mm-hmm. and then don't talk to them for a while. And then one day they resurface and yeah. it's almost as if they've considered what you said behind the scenes. Yeah. And then six months later, they're like, I'm ready to be friends again. Yeah. And you're like, and okay, honestly, I think it like do without what you will. Obviously I had, I think there's issues with that. Yeah. But if you still want to be friends with them because they're fun to go to the club with, then like mm-hmm. do that, you know? Yeah. It's okay. It's so funny. I feel like in so many like weird, it's funny like that people say we're so similar and I feel like we forget how similar we are because in so many of these yeah. weirdly specific ways, we're like the opposite ends of the spectrum and usually somewhere yeah. <laughs> in between both of our behaviors is like the healthy thing. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, on one hand, I, I cut out too many people in my life and I'm not really forgiving and that's something I want to work on Mm -hmm. and then I've also seen you stick out some friendships where I'm like I would have cut that person for four of these conversations ago you know (laughs) and I mean I love all your friends obviously but it's just interesting that I feel like yeah on the op sense but it helps us I feel like when we're talking to each other it's easier to work through problems when you have someone who's polar opposite because you can like take it with a grain of salt but also it opens your perspective a little yeah because like I don't know. For example, speaking of friendships ending, I haven't really had friendships end per se this year, mm-hmm. but I've just had most of my friends are like gone. Like they're not in they my They literally vicinity. all just left. And <laughs> yeah. it's pretty shitty and sad. And yeah. like I started this year with a core group of friends that I saw at least once a week. Mm-hmm. We had bachelor nights every week and it was so nice. And throughout the week individually and yeah. whatnot. And now none of those people live in the city anymore yeah. besides... Emma, yours truly sitting right here. (laughs) And, um, so yeah, it's definitely been a big adjustment because people just relocated like between graduating school and the pandemic, it just really dispersed everyone fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, and I'm in the position of having to like make new friends, which is weird because I'm like, Oh, I don't really want new friends. Like I had my friends, like I've spent all this time and energy Mm-hmm. building these relationships with people that are like important pretty healthy to you and like good, good and, yeah. relationships yeah and realizing that I'm like okay like I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do and these people are just like gone now and it's yeah and not in your control and you're just like what yeah <laughs> so oh but I did have I do have one friendship that I've been kind of like it's been on the fritz for a while now yeah. I would say like a year and a half. It's just been very like hot and cold. Yeah. Um, and I think recently, like, I don't know if this is who you were referring to, like you would have cut them loose long before. Yeah. But I think it might be a relationship that I have to reevaluate now because yeah. this person just hasn't really proven to me that I'm important to them. Yeah. I think is what I'm realizing. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't know. I feel like you're only my friend when it's convenient for you. Yeah. And I feel like for you, like, I mean, I feel like we're both of each other's, like, biggest advocate in the sense, like, we're very defensive over each other, but I feel like I'm so defensive over you with friends because I feel like when you're friends with someone, you're so loyal to them and you are ride or die and, like, you're not, like, a pushover, but, like, you are their friend and, like, you will, if they need anything, you will help them in any way you can. If they need to talk, you'll answer, like, you're very accommodating And you think about them a lot. You, like, care Mm -hmm. about them. You're invested in their life. And so then, yeah, when I see people who are not reciprocating that, yeah, it's just, like, it's just annoying. So I'm like, why? Why would you not reciprocate? This is literally the most loyal friend you're ever going to (laughs) have. Bitch. Accept her love and give it back. I, like three strikes you're out kind of thing it's yeah like obviously everyone has periods of grace and it's like hey you were going through this you were going through mm-hmm. this or this is happening but it's like okay like you only get so much grace before you're just like taking advantage of me as a person yeah right so mm-hmm. yeah i, I don't know that. we'll see yeah crazy stuff oh yeah. but then our other segment we were going to talk about yeah in between is our dynamic Yes. Our beautiful friendship. (laughs) 
I wrote a little timeline of our friendship. And then I wrote what Gabby said. Yeah, so should I go (laughs) over it? So I think it's like pretty obvious to most people who listen to this podcast, but just in case you're a new listener yeah, uh, or you have somehow missed the episodes where we talked about this, yeah, here's a brief timeline of our friendship. We are in fact obsessed with our own friendship, so we yes, talk about we it. pretty much only talk about each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Gabby's amazing. Uh, <laughs> So we became friends at the beginning of university. Um, I would say that we were friends, but we weren't close in the first we couple of years school of friends knowing each other. Yeah. For like the first year, definitely. Yeah. So the first year we had all of our classes together coincidentally. Literally every single yeah. class. And we, we did like all of our projects together. Mm-hmm. We were, I think it's like we had similar aesthetics. Yeah. We had like, I don't know. We were going through the same things in our lives. Like we had both just started seeing new boys. Like yeah. we had like a lot in common Anyways. Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's like, let's like do our projects. Let's do work together, whatever. Yeah. The next year we didn't have the same classes. And then halfway through Emma, um, switched programs yeah. for a semester. Yeah. So we definitely didn't have any classes and we would just hang out every now and then like we'd get coffee and yeah. whatever. Um, it's funny actually, I have like a little notebook that's like a grad, I think it's a gratitude journal. And I was flipping through it the other day and it, I got it like two years ago and I used it for maybe like a month and then yeah. I haven't used it since. <laughs> uh, so it's from second year university or I guess more like three years ago, whatever. I don't know what is time. Like, yeah. I <laughs> like that was so long ago. ago. Yeah. Um, anyway, in uh, one of the entries, it was from like January 2017. Oh my I think. God, baby. No, 2018. Yeah. 2018. 2018. And it said like, what am I grateful for today? And I was like, um, my friend Emma, like we had coffee. It was so fun or something like that. We and had like, really good coffee dates when we did yeah. have coffee. Like, yeah, you true. were like the only person who I was consistently friends with and it wasn't circumstantial throughout university. Yeah. We were friends by choice. We like, were we friends by choice. Like, yeah. yeah, we would. I remember there was even a couple of times where we like got drinks and stuff. Like yeah. we were like, let's catch up. We would just chill. And we would just go, we would just talk like aggressively (laughs) for like two hours. It's actually true. And then wouldn't talk again for like a month. (laughs) It was definitely like one of those hyperactive conversations where you're like, and then this happened and then this happened. (laughs) And there was like one brief week where we were both on breaks with our boyfriends. Yeah, I think we hung out like three days. We hung out like three days that week and... I remember we both downloaded Tinder. You downloaded Tinder because you had gone on a break with your boyfriend. And then I was like, I think I want to go on a break with my boyfriend. And I literally like, broke up with my boyfriend that day. I remember that. And that was so your funny. other best friend had also just broken yeah. up with her boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God, we're all going to be single together. And then all three of us like, or no, she didn't get back together with her boyfriend. Yeah, no. But I got back together with mine like a week later and you did like a couple weeks later, but we were chaotic for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like our beginning of our friendship and we ended up moving in together. Yeah. Um, And from then my notes say enter hot cocoa because that (laughs) would is definitely like the next chapter. Yeah. And because we started the podcast the literally the day I like stepped into the front door. (laughs) Like time to record from the beginning. (laughs) And uh, that definitely brought us closer. Like, I don't even know if I would say for the first year that we lived together. I don't know that we were like best friends yet. Yeah. We were like a lot closer. Good friends. But like there was definitely still like growing pains of like getting to know each other yeah. and like whatever. And Cause we've uh, realized, I think what's so weird is like, especially those first like six months of living together, like after first winter break, I was like, wow, I feel like we actually didn't know each other at all. Yeah. We knew like a no, very specific, I think cause both of us are good at like compartmentalizing. Yeah. And I feel like we both knew like a specific part of ourselves. Like I feel like I yeah. was introduced to a new person when I started living with you. Yeah. No. Yeah. You always said that you're like, this is not what I thought it would be like. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I thought I was going to be scared more, but I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm less scared than I thought. You are very goofy. <laughs> goofy. How would you describe Gabby? Goof. Goofy. Just a little goon. And I never would have, I never would have ever described you as goofy before living oh, with you. so funny. What the <laughs> heck? I don't even know up until this point right now that you describe me as that. <laughs> 
a little wacky sometimes. Oh my god. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. As a um, really quick digression. Sure. I've been really like you know how I get kind of stuck on words and I'll say one word a lot. Yeah. So lately I've been saying wacky a lot and texting it, but I also feel bad because I remember your ex boyfriend used to always say it and you thought it was annoying. I don't yeah. know if that's an association you've been making lately, but every time I say it, I feel a little bit bad. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while, so that's true. <laughs> wacky. That's so funny. I yeah. remember being annoyed when he said it too, but for some reason it's funny when I say. It. Yeah. Well, that's very much who you are. <laughs> that's actually so true. <laughs> it's only funny if I do it. <laughs> If you do something that Emma doesn't like, she literally tells you that she hates you. It's actually She's like, really I bad. I hate this. I need to go to my room to recover <laughs> from what you just did to me. Um, and then I'll do it 30 yeah. seconds later. So, who's walking all over who? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, so, so anyways, yes. Yeah. Then we started a podcast together for our first year. We're good friends. Yeah. And then I would say after like the first summer living together, we became way closer. Because I think that's the first time that we had like a lot of free time to hang out we hung out a lot yeah that summer. the first summer because yeah. we just didn't have anything else to do and, like, and that's when we like dived into the podcast like yeah. that's when we were vlogging weekly we were yeah. going to events all the time we were just grinding that summer yeah and we were both working like almost full-time too yeah that was an insane i don't know summer. we just had a lot of fun and yeah, then after that i think like we were on a friendship high yeah kind of while. like the honeymoon phase part two yeah and especially because, like, my relationship was ending. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't over yet, but it was definitely in the it was beginning the- stages of, yeah, it was on the come down. Yeah. And so I just didn't really want to hang out with him that much. Yeah. <laughs> so we would just hang out a lot. We did. And I was just... Like generally, just like oh, like it's more fun to hang out with Emma like, than with my boyfriend, which choice. is a red flag. Yes, if, uh, you would rather hang out with anyone else besides your boyfriend. Yeah, don't date them anymore. That is a red flag, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, and then we broke up, and that continued the high. Yes. Yeah. Because then we were both single at the same time, and it was a whole new fun adventure. Yeah. Yeah, and then pandemic hit. And, and then my next note says, enter, Emma is gay. Okay, I think right before enter, Emma is gay oh. should be um, l- being quarantined together for like oh, a month yeah. and a half. We ended up... That was not great. <laughs> we were like already concerned about the quarantine and yeah. we like had lots of talks. We were very good at communication, I think, if anything. like Yeah. We were pretty vocal during that time, but... Yeah, we were just spending too much time together and we started to get a little bit spicy. It's just like a pressure cooker, you know? Yeah. Like, like I it, think something was going to set it off. Like, yeah. the next time someone didn't do dishes, we were going to lose our shit on each other. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, like, this dynamic in this household requires, like, a certain, like, someone has to be level. Like, yeah. when I was going through my breakup and I was, like, not level, you were, like, it's my turn to be level. Yeah, I was, like, I'll keep my shit together yeah, right and, now. and, like, vice versa. Yeah. So. Usually you're the level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that, like, I'm here taking care of Emma. But, like, yeah. generally that's kind of, like, the way that <laughs> our, like, like yes. our no, personality sway. Yeah. Um, so then when it was, like, quarantine and it was just peak, like, no one, like, all bets are off. Yeah. That was really just, like. I think that for me, I was like, I don't know if we're both just like wound up and upset yeah. and like not happy with like what's going on. Yeah. It's just going to like blow up. That's so true. Yeah. Cause I think like a lot of the time, like if you're having like an off day, like once a month, let's yeah. say I'm like it instantly, like, I'm like, oh, okay, like I can be like the responsible one today. Yeah. Right. Like, and I have yeah. no problem with that. But yeah, when you were like, yeah you were like I'm gonna have more than one off day and then I literally looked at you I was like you having more than one off day is making me sad and then me sad yeah is not helping you be less sad yeah um anyways that was like I feel like the lowest point of our friendship yeah yeah because of circumstances but we did really good overall I think we never actually like fought or anything no because I think that like well yeah I don't know like we preserved ourselves. Yeah. We were like, just run. like annoyed, but we yeah. both kind of knew that once I decided that like I needed to go home and I mean, honestly, I was scared to tell you that I wanted to go home at all Yeah, because that was sad. That was like, you kind of were associating me going home with like 
she's never going to come back. Yes. And you had already told me that before I had said that I wanted to go home. I was like, if you leave, you're literally not coming back. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, um, feeling really sad. And I was like, mom, I can't tell her because like, it's it's just going to like, everything's going to escalate things. Yeah. And then I did and we figured it out and we were going to go home and it, like everything was fine yeah but and that like took a lot of pressure off of me because yeah. I was like okay like this is there's an end to this like yeah you know this isn't like the end of the world which is how it felt at the beginning it not just feel. in this house is like the whole in world. the world yeah so I was like I can go home I can see my family we have like, structure yeah like we have like some kind of something to look forward yeah, to some timelines yeah and then like I think it was when um my like flight got moved because I was supposed to leave like a month and then it was, I was leaving that week. Yeah. Because like, of like closures. And yeah. Stuff. That was like another like potentially breaking point. Yeah. But we made it through. <laughs> we did make it through. Yeah. Because yeah. I realized I would have to be in the apartment by myself for a week. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm, my mental illness is not prepared for that right now. Yeah. But then I just booked another flight. So it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we did, like, we made it figured through everything out. But that, yeah, that was another thing. I was like, I have to go home. I can't, I can't not leave. Like if I don't take this flight, I'm not going to be able to go. But then I was again, like, yeah, but what about, yeah, it was a crazy Emma. time. It was yeah. a crazy time in our lives. Yeah. Um, and then enters the, the gay chapter, the gay chapter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This summer was really the summer of gay for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For you, <laughs> <laughs> for me, not for you, but for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But for those of you guys who have missed this, I did come out as gay this summer and (laughs) Gabby was really my lifeline for this whole experience because I told you first and you (laughs) just like were chill about it basically from day one yeah and that was nice and so then I feel like every time it was like okay I was like we're doing this together I was like (laughs) she was like helping me we went for like a bike ride and got like coffee and then I was like okay now it's time to draft a message to our bachelor group and now it's time to draft a message to my grandfather and I was like yeah we're proofreading it together and I was like uh yeah um but yeah that did kind of prompt the the episode well yeah I know it's funny because like this episode evolved into something different but um when we sat down to plan today your idea was oh, let's talk about how me coming out has changed our friendship. Yeah. And so I didn't think that was like the makings of a whole episode. Yeah. But but it's like a factor. Where did that inspo come from? Well, I feel like it's been interesting because it's something that I haven't really thought about until recently. Yeah. And I think especially because I just have such like a, I'm focused on this, then focus on this brain that like, yeah. I was just like, oh, well, my time is filled, so it's fine. And I feel like I'm more, I notice the changes between our dynamic definitely more when I'm the one who's not as busy and you're the one who's more busy. Oh, I think, yeah. I'm curious to hear what, can I, actually, yeah. maybe I'll give a quick, a quick, a quick, <laughs> a quick, quick. Um, background. So I think that what you're saying is after we had a conversation, mm-hmm. which we were leaving out of this, but I'll debrief it right now. Yeah was that basically I was feeling sad and I wouldn't say that I'm not sad anymore. Like, and I don't even know if sad is the right word, but I'm just like adjusting to my new life, which is what I kind of touched on earlier. Whereas a lot of these like, um, structures, by structure, I just mean like social structure that I had in place have, you know, been radically changed this whole year. All your friends moved. Yeah. Now me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I wanted to tell Emma about that because also Emma's been talking about moving, which is again, like, fine. This isn't some like episode that's meant to be like, so this is my problem with Emma. Like, this is, we've already talked about this. So I just wanted to tell her because I didn't want her to think that me maybe like showing signs that I was like not feeling I don't know. Amazingly supportive. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's not that I'm like, don't do it. Like, yeah. you can't talk to me about this. But you no, also I, have I want to be a part of that conversation. <laughs> I want to support you in your long-term yeah. happiness. The same way that I would want you to do that for me. Yeah. But like, 
it's I don't sucks. want you to think that me having yeah, yeah being like oh this is so shady like whatever so yeah. I just wanted to tell her like yeah hey just so you know like this is how I've been feeling yeah um I want you to be aware of that yeah so yeah. yeah and then and that also had to do with you moving and also coming out and you just evolved a lot as a person yeah in ways that are the same but different yeah just so, like changing yeah yeah and I think um yeah so with that context like with that being said I think back to I think in the past it's definitely been you like I think it's just kind of a role in my head it's been a bit of a role reversal because I feel like usually I just don't really have anything going on in my life and so I've been very like not a role reversal but I've been very dependent on you in the past yeah and so I was like yeah, I just wasn't thinking about it as much. And so then I was like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that you're not the only person to say something like that to me recently. Like, I think oh, yeah. my mom has also been like, I feel like we're not talking as much anymore. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. It's bad. And same with the last girl I was dating. She was like, I feel like you've like missed a lot of like, you haven't read me properly in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I do feel like that's something interesting. Cause I feel like usually I'm like hypersensitive to other people. So yeah. it kind of threw me off at first, but yeah, I think what I've been thinking about since we had that conversation was definitely how over the summer, like I was just so like stressed out and like whatever worried about coming out. And then you were just supportive right away. And so I was like, okay, perfect. And then you just kind of got put into this role. Yeah. And even though you are supportive and you are happy for me, you didn't really get any time to like grieve who I was before. Yeah. And you just had to kind of like accept it and move on. And I think that that's something that you're not the only person in my life to feel that way. Like I feel like my mom probably feels that way to a certain extent too, because I did change, but you're here like every single day. And so you really didn't get any time to like be off. And so I do feel like that's kind of what it seemed like to me where you're like, I literally have been supporting you and doing my best. And now I need to like process the fact that this is another really big change in my life. Yeah. Yeah. In a not selfish way, but like this is still a big impact on me in the same way that if your life changed drastically, Like when you went through a huge breakup and became like single all of a sudden, even though that was about you, it's still like, I felt ways about it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was interesting, but I do feel like, I think actually after becoming, after spending more time with like my other friends and skateboarding friends Mm -hmm. and stuff, it's helped me like to appreciate our friendship more. Oh, yeah. Because I think I was in this phase for, like, a month or two where I was just, like, so excited to find people who, like, like I said, like, how I was when I was a kid. Like, I found people who had new things in common with me. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, these are the things I like to do now. So these are the only people I'll spend time with. And yeah. I think definitely a part of me was just doing that unconsciously. And then getting closer to those people and, like, spending more time with them has, like, made me realize I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm not different. I'm still the same person mm. and I still want to spend time with my best friend and not with these people all the time, you know? Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of where I'm at now where I've kind of come full circle. And I feel like that conversation we had definitely powered that to a degree. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think I definitely had a phase, a little drifty phase. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I mean, think it's that's normal. normal. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Yeah. I don't know. So, <laughs> what do we say now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the episode's almost over. Yeah, but I think that that's just an example of kind of what we've been talking about, like yeah. how things evolve. But that there's space in your life for a lot of different dynamics. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing that I've learned, and I think that's something I learned from you too, because I feel like even though again, like we said, like you're on the very opposite end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and I don't think I'll ever get there. It is nice to see, like you do have different people in your life that serve different purposes in your life. Yeah. And you don't really have a problem being friends with someone just for the sake of being friends with them. And I think that that's kind of nice. Um, yeah. So I'd like to do that more. Um, so flip it back to you. Mm -hmm. Do you have any friend making plans? Do you have any (laughs) goals do you want to set yourself like any I mean like 2021 friendship making goals (laughs) we'll see I think one thing about myself that or wait can um, I actually ask you one more thing first sorry to cut you off yeah do you feel 
the actual need to make more friends or do you actually feel okay with your current dynamic like amount of friends and stuff well here's the tea yeah right now like I feel okay most of the time like I think I only feel lonely now because of the pandemic too Mm -hmm. prior to this I'm a very activities based person. Yeah. And so every evening, if I, if it wasn't like an off evening where I could hang out with my boyfriend or hang out with you, mm-hmm. then I would be like, okay, well I'm just going to like, I have a workout class or I have yeah. work or I have something yeah. occupying my time. I obviously have way more free time than I did in the past. Yeah. So I'm a little bit more like, like this is annoying. Yeah. Um, and also I've just been more like let down by friends in the last like six months. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like maybe I do need more additional friends besides like yeah. these people like love them to death, but also like, you know, yeah, it's um, life. everyone has like different priorities and that's yeah. fine. Like whatever. Everyone's growing. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I don't necessarily feel like lonely on a day to day basis because I have a lot of close people in my life. Yeah. Um, but I would like to make more friends in my like realm of work, I think yeah. actually is something that I would like to do. I'd like, like to more have things specific. Yeah. Like now. people who are freelancers as well or yeah. who work for themselves just because I find a lot of the time. I don't know who to ask about things. I'm like, I don't want to ask a stranger on the mm-hmm. internet, but like, you know, I don't, That's, I can talk uh, to my mom, but it's just my mom's opinion. Like yeah. I kind of want people that are doing similar things because, that's how I yeah. thrive more. Like when we were in school and even now I ask you about photography stuff. I can't exactly ask you about like business opinion. Yeah. I'll still ask you, but like, again, it's kind of like your mom where it's like, yeah, a semi educated opinion. Yeah. And so I think I just like, I like to be friends with people who do similar things to me and bounce ideas off of other people and yeah. Yeah. And work together and, and do things like that. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say before is that I don't really fear making friends because um, I know that I You've can do that. You've always done it. Yeah. You've like, moved around a yeah, lot. I moved around as a kid. Like my mom used to call me like the professional new girl because mm-hmm. I just like <laughs> did it a lot when I was younger, like less mm-hmm. so in high school because mm-hmm. obviously then I was at a, the same school for a long time. Yeah. But even then I changed dance studios quite a few times. Yeah. Then I came to university and whatnot. And everywhere that I've moved to, I've had the capacity to like create a community yeah. um, that I've wanted. And yeah, I don't know. So it's I kind of just, just feel like when I want that, when you want it, yeah. I hopefully will be able to like tap into that side of myself again. Yeah. But, um, I feel that we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I think for me, I've always also been able to make friends, but I would never associate myself as someone who would make friends. Uh. I feel like I've always been able to make friends in new environments, but I don't actually really like making new friends very much. Mm-hmm. I like making new acquaintances, but I don't really often make new close friends. And when I do, it's like... It's hard to make new close friends. It is hard. And um, it's one of the biggest reasons why I've actually always like feared, I think, moving. And I think before the thought of me moving, it was like last year and the year before that, just fearing you moving yeah. or you doing something else because I'm like, I don't want to make another close friend. Like, that's too yeah. hard. It's too scary. And I yeah. think now especially seeing my friend Ada who literally came here from across the country and had no friends and like yeah made a bunch of friends that was very reassuring to me that I'm like okay I know I have the ability and I know that other people are doing it it's not crazy yeah but it's like and again yeah like the evolution of friends and even if you make like right now I have like 15 people in this like skateboarding friend group and I feel like even if like two one or two of those people end up being good friends of mine long term that's like a win but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those, like, other harsh realities of being an adult where you realize there is no easy answer. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, one of the biggest things I've learned as, like, I've gotten older is that there is no, like, root of least resistance. Like, yeah, Yeah. there kind of is, but, like, everything you do is going to be hard and it's going to be work for a different reason. Like, your example of moving, like... Either you can move and start over to a place that you're excited about and doing something that you want to do, mm-hmm. or you can stay here 
with the chance that I leave and I move. Yeah. And then you're still going to be in that position. But which one of them is serving you the most, right? Exactly. It's kind of like like choosing what job you're going to do. You're going to have to work at whatever job it is. Yeah. But like, which one is going to serve you the most? And the same thing with like, I feel like friendships. I think that's honestly like a summary of I feel like how you've like existed in friendships is like being comfortable in like this gray zone with people. Yeah. And I feel like that's something I've been talking about a lot. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast a lot, but I've been talking about it in my life. Yeah. About how I want to like live in the gray zone with people where it doesn't have to be like all or nothing anymore. Yeah. And I feel like that is like such an adult realization that that's like what the grown up world is because it's rare that you're in an environment where you see them every single day anymore. Like, yeah. And I feel like it's one of those, um, I mean, another like cliche saying that like kind of goes with everything, but, um, there's the idea of treating people how you want to be treated. It's like, do you Mm want to be tied down to one friend and have someone be like, Oh my God, like you did this with that person. Like, I thought you were my best friend. I thought you, whatever. Like, yeah, no. So I think it's like, after you kind of like detach thing. yourself yeah you're like okay you're like ah, i'll just be nice to people and don't have too much pressure <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the answer to all of our problems at the end of every episode we're like oh so just be a functioning average human yeah, relax <laughs> and it's really hard somewhere in the middle <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the middle yeah yes very good practice yeah well that's it for today's episode i think yeah um that was fun. We're going to go probably watch make some Bachelor. snacks and then watch oh, yeah. The Bachelor. Snacks. We're very much excited. Yeah, I love The Bachelor. Ugh, I love Tasha. Oh, she's, she's doing such a good so job. I, I guess know. we still have some time. That's why I said make snacks. <laughs> We've also been watching Dawson's Creek. Yeah. It's We're not really amazing. all about the quality but. content. I'm just tired of quality content, you know? Like, I don't want something to emotionally drain me right now. Yeah. I never watched bad shows until I lived with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. I love bad shows. I don't even know why. I just can't. But it's funny because you only like specific bad shows. (laughs) And I don't know. I never know. (laughs) <laughs> how i'm gonna react knowing you i still haven't cracked this code no, of like no what is the bad content that is good content for you <laughs> and what is just bad content for you like i'm like yeah emma will definitely want to watch this really shitty thing and then me. we'll be watching the movie and i'll be and like i like, have to turn it off right now off it's right disgusting now. <laughs> and i'm just like silent in the corner of the couch i'm like it's fine it's not like i want to see the end of that it's fine <laughs> no it's so true like there's literally no rhyme or reason either it's just sometimes my brain is like no <laughs> Yeah. The good thing is I think I pretty much see all but bad content equally. There's a few yeah. things where I'm like, this really isn't good. So I'm, I'm usually down to just go with the flow. Yeah. Which is nice because yeah. I'm very specific. And the thing about bad content is it's only bad for a little bit. It's and true. Then and then you good. get invested. <laughs> That's like Dawson's Creek. The first few episodes we were like, can this we get terrible. through this? And we now we're on this. season two and it's only been like a week. So Yeah. But sometimes bad content is just bad. Like that 70s show. We had to stop watching that. Because it was so sad. We love that 70s show. But then yeah. it just got really. Mm, it got really sexist. And it like, got really sexist. Yeah. I think that was the main thing that we didn't like. It got so sexist. sexist yeah. So, and it wasn't yeah. at the start. We don't stand that. We anymore. don't stand. Um. Well, this feels like a good time to wrap, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.